This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Welcome back to the show. We're in the second hour of the show. Our time being 14 minutes after the hour, one o'clock. And this is where we welcome a political analyst uh, from the Northwest University, Sisman Motloung, who joins us this morning uh, to help us look at uh, this case, uh, our case at the International Court of Justice uh, there in The Hague. Uh, we know very well that uh, it's showtime, right? Uh, when you look at how oral proceedings are expected to uh, take place from today, uh, set down also for Friday as well, uh, there in the Netherlands, South Africa, filing a case against Israel late in December uh, for its genocidal acts. That's what uh, they term it against the Palestinians there in Gaza. Uh, so this morning, uh, we are unpacking all of these proceedings and throwing forward to uh, this particular case uh, with Assistant Mutloung. We are on 0861-987-000. And you at home, you're welcome to form part of this particular uh, conversation. And Dr. Mutloung, uh, compliments of the new year. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the show. Morning, Katao. Compliments and also to the listeners for Parfum. I'm glad to be with you again. Yeah, no, thank you very much for uh, giving us your time uh, this morning. Maybe let's start uh, with your understanding of uh, this case. Uh, South Africa leading uh, the charge. Uh, we are seeing a criticism as well uh, from other nations like the U.S. and uh, the likes, uh, but other nations as well are just backing our country in terms of this particular move uh, approach to the International uh, Court of Justice. Yeah, this is a groundbreaking case in a sense that we know usually when we talk about genocide, we've been talking about the global south or the even uh, regimes that are declared as authoritarian. And it is now a similar charge that has been brought against a country that is said to be a, a democracy and also a darling in, in the global north. And this is what we're also talking about today likes of America uh, are finding it difficult to, in a way, take a side or even declare Israel has been genocidal. So it, it is very interesting because it now pits the powerful against the kind of system and instruments that they have been using against the emerging states. And when you look at it, this is extremely important because this is where then we see South Africa filing this you know, case at the judicial body of the United Nations because more or less Israel forms part of those that signed under the Geneva Accord on issues of genocide. And in this particular regard, then South Africa saw it fit to approach that particular court for some sort of a recourse. Yes, and and you realize that, like we're saying, uh, Israel is, is signatory to the protocols, yeah. and these protocols you were never expecting as Israel. One day they would be used against you uh. because you have been on that side at the hegemon, where whenever you have done uh, this kind of violence against the Palestinians, it was always seen as if you are defending for your existential rights. And for me, that's why I'm saying, 
what South Africa did was, in a way, something that I would say uh, Israel was not expecting. And it is very important because it now brings the additional dilemma in a sense of Israel has to continue bombarding mm. Palestine or has to now succumb to this international pressure or on, on the moral basis or, mm-hmm. or I, I'm, I'm committing genocide. Now, it, it is waging that, that struggle or fighting against Israel in a different manner instead of South Africa taking weapons and supporting Palestine. It is allying with Palestine on an additional point. So it, it brings a moral dilemma for for, for Israel, and it has to be now an element there. We are intentional as Israel. We will continue bombarding Palestine, and we have to provide a moral or even a political justification for it. And the argument that genocide is very interesting because from the outset, when Israel started to attack Palestine, it, it committed certain errors. Mm. that are, in a way, classifiable to definitions of genocide. genocide. Oh, but yeah. That is very important. Mm. Uh, uh, and even on the aspect, there are the kind of uh, mental trauma that has been visited mm. on. So then it becomes your word against us because you also listen to Hamas. Uh, Hamas would not be a signatory to this protocol it's not bound by them, but as an uh, Islamist uh, militant group, they have also identified themselves as a people who were against Israel mm-hmm. before they have, mm-hmm. uh, their charter was to eliminate Israel, you know, the people of Israel. And later they've reformed their charter to say, we are not against the Jews. They were saying Jews, mm-hmm. but now we're saying we're no longer against the Jews, against the Zionists. Mm. So, so, so it, it has changed, you know. So it's yeah, it, it's more yeah. or less it becomes even more confusing. I mean, when I was checking up the meaning of genocide as well, it says to me the deliberate killing of a large number of people from a particular nation or ethnic group with the aim of destroying that nation or group. And I looked at uh, that application by South Africa, the 84-page application here, uh, just uh, more or less uh, roping in United Nations experts as well uh, to try by all means to solidify the case, uh, talking about uh, just the issues that are linked to uh, genocide, the genocidal intent here, uh, talking about the deprivation of access to food and water, you know, the humanitarian crisis that has been there on the ground, the blockage of aid as well, the killing of civilians, the causing of serious mental and bodily harm, the mass expulsion and displacements of Palestinians. All of these points to the strengthening of South Africa's case where this matter is concerned. Today, we'll be expecting the Minister of Justice to lead as well. The team will be actually giving giving oral, uh, you know, submissions as well, where this matter is concerned. Is our case solid enough? Are we confident enough that even the naysayers like the U.S. and the likes, uh, you know, won't in any way mood uh, the spirit that we have in terms of our approach uh, to the ICJ? Yeah, yeah it, this is where I think uh, legal arguments will be presented because mm. I think 
uh, Israel would also argue that even though uh, Hamas is saying it's against the uh, Zionists, mm. look at what uh, Hamas did when it started. It was not, it did not, it not kidnap Zionists. Mm. <laughs> it went against citizens, civilians, mm. people who are nowhere related to this thing on the day they started bombarding. And when they even initially, uh, the good thing here for Israel is that uh, Hamas is the one that started with the missiles or sending their rockets. And it, it was not, it was general, blanket attack. Yeah. And and here Israel will say we were really protecting ourselves against this onslaught. And whatever we did, when we started to switch water, we wanted maybe to you know, pull them out. We wanted to see really who is who because in this modern uh, war, you are not fighting against people in formally in uniforms. It could be anyone and anyone. Mm. Uh, and and they are saying Hamas was using civilians as human shields and so forth. And this is normal rhetoric in, in a context of war. Mm. And when this happens in this manner, I think Israel would have to argue, oh, these are the casualties of war. Go anywhere where there is war these things are happening. Mm-hmm. Look at uh, Putin there in Ukraine. In the beginning, it was said of uh, Ukraine, Putin is, is committing genocide against the the people of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are certain parallels that one can draw in making an argument to say, mm-hmm. these are the normal casualties of war. War is terrible. It, it, that's why we don't want war. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, it's, a, it's a something of last resort, you know. Yeah, so yeah. They, they could argue on that side and there had to be investigations so yeah. you you expect this not to be something that is resolved over a year maybe three four years and, and that we are being hopeful yeah. and, and then if what is south africa asking for i think south africa is going also on that populist narrative already. these institutions uh, global court uh, institutions have not persecuted this. Yeah, they need to work no, yeah, for, for a year. No, yeah. you want Netanyahu to be arrested. Mm. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> because I, I was going to go there to say, uh, what, what then becomes the sanction? Uh, if, if we tend to uh, become victorious in our case, in our arguments in this uh, particular regard, uh, then what tends to be the sanction? Uh, what, what, what would be the uh, in any way, what would be the uh, you know, repercussions that follow uh, in terms of the judgments in this particular regard? Mm. Do we see arrests? Do we see uh, more or less aid or, 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 or financial support uh, stopped? How do we then measure uh, this particular victory? Yeah, you see, and this is my disadvantage as a not a legal person. Mm. We have to go and look. When Al-Bashir was put on for genocide, who brought the charge? Who brought the charge against yeah. Putin? Who brought the charge uh, maybe on on, on Germany, yeah. on Hitler? When this is, okay, maybe Hitler was a, maybe a, a forum somewhere or a panel somewhere. But the, the interesting part now is that the, the case of genocide has been put on the state, not individuals. Yeah. It is not said Netanyahu mm. will go and then Benjamin must go and Herzog must go uh, to prison. Mm. It is, it is an, I, I, to understand it, a charge against the state. 
and you are you are do, sort of using a principle of collective responsibility. Mm. And that's why I'm saying on on the the critique would be South Africa has been populist here because it, it is now feeding on that sentiment or these institutions have not targeted yeah. maybe or have not internally of of their own put a charge on an individual so mm. I, i'm we're now what is interesting as an outcome go one who is going to take the fall yeah. or will this be put as an institutional thing like i say well there has to be some institution that has to build reparations who will reconstruction a fund special mm-hmm. fund or israel so even when you have to suppress uh, israel i think mm-hmm. the outcome here it should not uh, from a, a international uh, actors the global north it should be an outcome that does not cripple israel because israel is a very important actor yeah, yeah the west in that middle east if you are to suppress it you are going to really roll back the gains of democracy there. Mm. I hear this talk of, uh, I think America was also saying, Israel should now think about uh, a two-state Two solution. solution. Yeah, that all of a sudden. Is coming in. <laughs> and well, before it was a one-state solution. Mm. And how adamant will Israel be to say, we recognize, because they have said something already. Israel has said something else. when when what we anticipate as an end here is an end where Palestinian people will be independent and chart their life path uh, under the security of Israel. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, the so Israel will be a paternal figure uh, over the Palestinians, just like mm-hmm. what Putin is saying over the resolution of that war is when. Uh, the Jewish, no, the you, Russian people there have what they want. The dilemma of when you look at yeah. that parallels, it is similar. And and who's going to coerce now? Who's going to coerce Israel to give in? into the two states especially when the u.s has been seen as one that has been fueling uh, all of these uh, divisions over time uh, similar to what has been happening uh, there uh, in 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 russia between where this russia ukraine war is concerned i wanted to go to russia and ukraine as a point of example of uh, the uh, powers that the icj will then tend to have i mean we saw i think it was in 2021 2022 where then the court ordered Russia to suspend its military operations and ensure military and irregular armed units cease to exist in terms of the military operations. They're also directing both states to refrain from any action which might aggravate or extend the dispute. As we speak right now, the dispute is persisting. It doesn't look like there have been any consequences and one can come through to say the ICJ doesn't have teeth to more or less ensure that there are consequences for those that are found guilty in this particular regard. So do we see them as an institution that is able to more or less impose and ensure that their actions and consequences to those that are found guilty or they too still need to, you know, tweak their legislation that will give them more power uh, to ensure that their, their their sanctions or their cases, the cases that come to them and they find against uh, one nation over the other, one individual over the other, we tend to see uh, consequences in this regard. The Russia-Ukraine war is still continuing.
even after that ruling. Oh, I lost in the discipline with Loong there. Uh, but yeah, I was trying to make a point there to say uh, that uh, the ICJ has not had uh, that much of a great track record in terms of ensuring that uh, there are consequences uh, where uh, then there are parties or uh, there are, uh, you know, countries that are found uh, guilty of some of these actions, especially looking at the latest one uh, being that Russia-Ukraine war uh, that is ongoing. I'm not sure if in the Timutlong you were able to... Uh, Get a, get a sense of my question there. No, I get your question, and I, I think we you, you're correct there. Mm-hmm. Fundamentally, we will say states are sovereign of themselves, yeah. and their sovereignty is inherent. Mm-hmm. It is not something imputed by another authority. Now, this institutional criminal courts or international criminal courts and, and courts of justice cannot force a sovereign state to take a particular uh, uh, thing. The best it could be if Israel is say, I'm not going to cooperate, or mm. Russia say, I'm not going to cooperate because of existential threats. Your your judgment, it, it puts an existential threat on sustainability, yeah, my existence. Uh, as a sovereign state, so I cannot mm. uh, comply to that. In fact, I don't become part of this uh, instrument anymore. Then you, 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 these states will be isolated. Now, the only thing your reputation globally, what are you going to now identify Israel as? As an authoritarian, non-democratic, or whatever? And what, what does that mm. say? Does it mean other countries will not want to deal with you, trade with you, yeah. uh, you, you can you know. So these international instruments are important for status. You know that's why uh, states sign uh, into being part of these protocols. But look at America. America is not part of most of these things, yet it mm. is able to do what it wants to do. It's all a matter of fellowship as to which state wants to be your friend even though you are not part of these institution, institutions. So mm-hmm. th- that is, I think, the best we can look at it from that point of view. And look at Germany uh, after the World War. It, it was defeated, and this is where it was able to be imposed, or you shall reduce your territory, even Russia itself. You shall now divide your territories. Certain states will now become independent. They were. They had no choice there. But mm. here, it's a different game. You know, uh, there, there's still elements of sovereignty, and beyond sovereignty, there is still an uh, 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 argument. Okay. Israel is founded on uh, Jewish or Zionist yeah. uh, money. Globally, the Zionists are it. You know, so mm. it, 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 even if you could isolate it, some people who want to be their patrons will really support it. If it needs yeah. money, somebody's still going to give it money. So Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's, there's that argument as hmm. well that has been pushed across. I want to bring in Lala, who's calling us from, you know, Parktown, who will just weigh in before we let you go. Lala, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi, um, thank you. Um, I just I, I think that maybe South Africa problem is the boat by pushing this gender of genocide because 
strictly speaking, the definition of genocide does not meet the the criteria or the whatever is going on in in Gaza. Mm. Strictly speaking, does not meet the the. the Elaborate, elaborate for us, Lala. Um, I, I was asking that you elaborate for us, Lala, because earlier on I had given a definition of genocide and yeah, it's I'm the deliberate killing that. of a large yeah. number of people from a particular nation or ethnic group with the aim of destroying that nation or a group. So what is your understanding of genocide? Lala's line is not that great, Mona. Lala, can can you hear us? Uh, Lala was basically saying that uh, really when you look at it, South Africa uh, missed the ball there. Uh, just before we let you go, and then Lala doesn't believe that uh, really we, we, we've got it right in terms of our definition of a genocide. Uh, when, when you look at our chances in this particular regard, uh, we're also looking at the makeup of the team that was sent there. Uh, do we see them really being able to represent uh, South Africa and uh, more or less make a, this landmark case of some sort in a way that uh, we would see us becoming uh, victorious in this particular regard. What are you reading uh, in terms of what is to come in the coming two days? Yeah, I think South Africa is encouraged by legal experts, human mm. rights activists who've also been, have taken part in this inter- international court system mm. and they who have dealt with the issues of the genocide and these people will, will say, yeah, this is this is this is viable. I understand what Lala is saying because it depends on you argue. Yeah, they, they can the the arguments uh, scholars for genocide are you all on intention or mm. how do you prove a deliberate internal? This was mm. deliberate uh, to 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 kill. And when you 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 point one minister. Or when you point one minister yeah. or even two ministers, even if you become a minister of security, say we want to kill all Palestinians to go in jail, and then you say that statement in any uh, intention, Israel can come say this is a political statement. We were mm. dealing with, on, like Malema who would come and say, Do we live or no? Uh, mm. I'm not saying kill the poor, but I'm just saying <laughs> from if you. So it's, it's a matter of who makes the best case. Al- yeah. Hey, you see, take it from a political culture and the rhetoric. Uh, how many people are protesting around the world uh, when somebody uh, uh, kill all Jews? Or what? Mm. And do they mean uh, all Jews around the world should be killed because of what's happening in Israel? So it depends now on the legal arguments and that it tests uh, kind of evidence you present uh, mm. to say this was genocide, to go to Rwanda and see how the element there yeah, genocide, genocide started. It was not just a simple thing as uh, 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 want to kill all of them. That can be at a level of yeah, political rhetoric. Want to see in Israel what the media said, and what the state institutions did and really propagated, uh, mm. like those are cockroaches. There has to be a systematic uh, progress mm. uh, and, and action that was taken to eradicate all Palestinians. You have to show maybe co hospitals, all Palestinian children, like you know, in the Bible, we hear Pharaoh was saying all Israelite children should be killed. That was genocide at best. 
is there a program in the public health to to kill all children who are born from Palestine and so forth? Now, this is what we're saying. It has to be an investigation of maybe 10 years now to really go look at what really happened and if that counts as genocide. Yeah, no. Tiro uh, Manro there on X saying that uh, your analyst is right. Uh, there, uh, it has thrown a very important point there saying that it is a very important actor of the West, uh, Israel, uh, in the Middle East. Uh, that is very true. Also saying that is it possible also for South Africa to send weapons to uh, Palestine as a form of assistance? Uh, because he says, I think they need artillery, in my view. Uh, maybe just wrap it up for us. Uh, in, in terms of weapons, or those that are, uh, you know, more or less providing assistance or aid in terms of uh, this particular war, uh, could they be seen as complicit? Could they also be, uh, you know, more or less charged as, as uh, being party to this genocide? Listen to President of America uh, Biden when this started. Mm. He made a statement that whoever whoever gets involved in this. We will delete you. <laughs> so, <laughs> what did you say to so, this person? Oh, it's threatening us. <laughs> told, told the world, all nations, so whoever gets involved, and basically was saying, if you're going to sponsor yeah. Hamas, you will be on it. And look at Iran. Iran is now being punted as a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there's Hezbollah there who are being said to be lacking in the shadow. In fact, this could be a proxy war. Yeah, Hezbollah, and, and Hezbollah has also spoken to that extent. Wait until we get involved. Israel is nothing. They haven't seen anything. Usually, if South Africa were to give weapons to uh, Palestine, in a sense to Hamas, you already hear that narrative. It will be sponsoring a terrorist activity because the, the actions are the uh, those a uh, uh, group yeah, Hamas are inhumane in 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 another sense. So don't look at it from one side. So look at uh, really uh, in an objective manner and see the cause injustices, human rights violations that uh, Hamas is committing. And and are we do we want to become part of that? And imagine with with that lady R. What was said <laughs> now? If South Africa were to really sponsor, it will it will create another uh, a, a diplomatic problem for South Africa itself. Mm. So I think South Africa is not ready for that. They they will not do it at all. Mm. Yeah, I uh, know it's a lot. And uh, we'll observe and see uh, what is happening there. We're we getting a sense that uh, it's really, really packed to the core uh, in terms of uh, the media houses that are there. Uh, even the press room or the course uh, can't accommodate everybody, meaning that the entire globe has taken interest in South Africa's stance in this particular regard. And all eyes will be on the ICJ in the coming two days uh, to see how this uh, case uh, fares. But thank you very much for giving us your time. Later. Thank you. coming through there as a political analyst. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.